you are leading your life. You are leading your career path, whatever that looks like. And so if you're in a position where you really want to grow and you really want to strive, well, then take extreme ownership in the work that you're doing. This is Lead with Culture. I'm Kate Volman, and this is an episode that is for you to inspire you to be bold and be courageous to do the work that you know that you need to do as you're growing your business, your team, and yourself. So I hope that you find this episode helpful. Okay, let's get into it. With the work that I get to do at Floyd Coaching, I speak with so many people who want to advance their career, whether they are in a leadership role right now and they just want to develop their skill set, become a better leader, become a better coach to their people, or maybe they want to start a business one day while they're working and they're gaining all these really great skills. They have these ideas on the side that they really want to work towards. Or maybe they just want to gain new skills. They want to get better in the role that they're in right now. They see a different future for themselves. Maybe they want to switch roles within the organization or they have their eyes set on another company that they would really love to work with. Whatever that looks like for you, wherever you are in your career right now, These are five strategies that are going to help you advance. Number one, define what you want your career to look like. Now, you might be thinking, yeah, yeah, I get it. This seems so easy. But have you actually sat down and written out in detail what that looks like for you? Where do you want to be a year from now? It's a really fun journaling activity. You can even just sit down, take a few minutes, and think about 12 months from now, where do you want to be? Who do you want to be working with? What skills do you want to have developed? Where are you? Who are you spending time with? What are you spending your days doing? When we actually write those things out, we gain a lot of clarity. I love that quote by Lewis Carroll. If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And while this is not exactly the phrase that is used in the movie Alice in Wonderland, we all remember that scene in Alice in Wonderland where she comes up and she sees that cat in the tree and she asks, where should I go from here? And the cat says to her, that depends a great deal on where you want to go. And she says, I don't really care much. And the cat says, well, then it doesn't matter which way you go. You're going to end up somewhere. And I love that. We're going to end up somewhere, but it's our responsibility to set that course. We've got to decide. You know, we can sit here all day and just get up and go to work and do the things that we're supposed to be doing. But unless we have that vision, unless we know where we want to go, we'll never make a plan to actually get there, to actually achieve those things. So that's why number one is so important to gain clarity around what that looks like. Where do you really see yourself 12 months from now? That's it. You can start with 12 months. Now, some people have a five-year plan or a 10-year plan, and that's amazing. But if you don't have that, if you don't know what that looks like for you, then start with 12 months. Think about how quickly a year goes. So take some time to write down your career plan, your path. What is it that you really want in a dream scenario? What is it that you really see for yourself one year from now? It's a really fun and powerful journaling activity. Okay, now that you've defined what it is that you want your career to look like, number two is ask for what you want. Yeah, we have to get a little courageous, a little bold in our leadership because we get to ask for what we want. It's so powerful. So years ago, I remember I was working at a chamber of commerce and it was my second job out of college and I was in a sales role and I did not love it. It was just not for me. It was not my favorite thing. And I remember thinking, oh, I don't want to stay here. This isn't where I want to be. And then all of a sudden, 
a role became available. There was this director program role at the chamber. And I remember thinking, wow, that looks really fun. That I would really love to do. I didn't just sit around and wait for someone to ask if I wanted that role. No, I went into my boss's office and I said, I want that role. I know I would be great at that role. And so he kind of laughed. And then he said, all right, well, you can apply for the role. And so I applied for the role and then got an interview with him. And ultimately, I did get the role. Now, it wasn't until later that I realized that there were other people in the organization that wanted that role and that also applied for it. But ultimately, I was the right fit. And I'm so glad that I spoke up because if I didn't, I might not have had that opportunity. He might not have seen that in me because I was already there in my sales role, but it wasn't what I wanted. And so I went in and I asked for what I wanted. So what is it that you want? When you define what you want, you can then start to talk to people about it. Now, what does this look like? This means that in your role right now, does your leader know about your plans for the future, where you see yourself, what role you see yourself in in the organization? And maybe it's within the same role, but you want to maybe shift and change things as your skills develop, as you grow in the role that you're in. But only when we speak up can we start to open up those doors. I had a girlfriend of mine. She was in a really wonderful role on the outside looking in. We all thought, oh yeah, she loves her job and it's great. And meanwhile, she just wasn't enjoying it anymore. And so she started telling people, this is really what I see myself doing. She saw herself in a much different role, more community-oriented, more people-focused. She really enjoyed networking and being out in the community. And so she ended up getting a director role at an organization downtown that she is thriving at. Now, why did that happen? That happened because she started talking about what it is that she wanted. She didn't just sit there and wait for things to happen. She was telling people, this is what I want. This is where I see myself. So what does that look like for you in your role when you've defined where it is that you want to go? Are you then sharing what that vision is with other people so that your leader or the people that you work with start to know and understand where you want to go or that you get to find something that you really love outside of the work that you're doing right now because it might be a better fit? Number three, take extreme ownership. One of the best books I read years ago is Extreme Ownership by retired U.S. Navy SEAL officer Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. It is such a great book. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend. What I love about the book is essentially your life is up to you. Like We have to take extreme ownership for everything that is going on in our world. Now, there are things that we can control and there are things that we can't control. And so often, it's easy for us to focus on all the stuff we can't control because we make excuses as to why we're not doing the things that we want to do. But when we take control of the things that we can control, that is powerful. And so we've got to take extreme ownership. I love in the book too, he says, there's no such thing as a bad team, only a bad leader. Only a bad leader. Think about that. And you are the leader of your life. You are leading your life. You are leading your career path, whatever that looks like. And so if you're in a position where you really want to grow and you really want to strive, well, then take extreme ownership in the work that you're doing. That means that you are meeting deadlines. That means that you're having great conversations with your leader, that you know the expectations of the role that you're in, and you know what needs to happen in order for you to fulfill that role. This is such a powerful way to continue to grow. When something happens in our world, we get to look at, okay, 
What did I learn from this situation in the role that you're in right now? If you've made some mistakes, if things haven't gone exactly as planned, what are you learning every single day? That's taking extreme ownership of the role that you're in, deciding, hey, okay, what can I do better? How can I take the next steps to advance? What is in my control that can help me push forward to not only do the best work that I know that I can do here and now, but also to help me become a better individual? Like that is what we get to do at work. We get to grow because of the work that we do. And so take extreme ownership, not only of your professional life, but this applies to your personal life as well. All of these tips do actually, but take extreme ownership in your life. Number four, become a great communicator. I always laugh when you hear that stat about how people's number one fear is public speaking. People are so nervous to get up and public speak. Now, you might not be in a role where you are public speaking, but we all have to be great communicators because even if we're not up on a stage or have a microphone in our hand, we're sending emails, we're writing texts, we're having meetings, we're giving presentations, we are trying to influence someone's decision. We have to get better at communicating. Now, fortunately, there are really great resources to help us become better communicators. Again, if you are not in a role that you need to get up and do a lot of public speaking, it doesn't mean that it's not a great skill to develop. In fact, I have a friend of mine. He's such an introvert. He is terrified to even do a presentation on a Zoom call, and he's actually going to Toastmasters. So there's a really great organization called Toastmasters where you get to go and practice your public speaking skills. And he is so terrified to go every single week, but he does because he knows it's helping him become a better communicator. It's pushing him out of his comfort zone. So there's places like Toastmasters that can push you to learn communication skills. The cool thing about Toastmasters, because I did it years and years ago when I started my career, is that although it is really scary to get up in front of people (laughs) and just start talking, they do these activities where they will share an idea or a topic, and you have to just get up in front of everyone and talk for like two minutes. But what's cool is that you're learning how to develop that skill of thinking on your feet of being able to have a conversation and discussion with someone around a topic that you weren't prepared for. How cool is that? And, oh my gosh, I will never forget when you get up and start speaking, there's someone who rings the bell. And every time you say, um, ah, like, you know, those filler words, all the filler words that we hear so often, or maybe we don't hear because we're just so used to so many people saying them. But when you start hearing yourself say them, you can't unhear it. But only by doing that can you become more conscious of the fact that you're saying those words. And so it's a really great resource. There are also so many really great resources online today. There's masterclasses and there's courses and there's a lot of writing courses too. I mean, communicating is not only just doing this on video or up in a presentation or when speaking with your team, but it's also in writing, getting skilled at writing. And there's a ton of writing workshops and classes and courses that you can take to develop that skill of communication. And I think that communication is so important in so many areas of our lives. So it's definitely a skill worth getting better at. And number five, be optimistic. People are attracted to those that are optimistic. And when we're trying to advance in our career, we need to believe that the future is bigger than our past. We need to believe that we actually can control and influence our bigger, better future. So whatever it is, once you've done number one of defining where you see your career and what you want to do, then we get to go through life believing that you can achieve that. 
that that vision that you created for yourself is achievable. Now, optimism doesn't mean that we brush off and we don't believe that bad things happen or that everything is always beautiful and perfect. No, that's just not the way that life works. But when we can be optimistic and know there is a lot more that we can control, and when we get to focus on those pieces and we believe that we can actually influence our bigger future for ourselves, and then we get to identify what it is that we're going to do every single day in order to achieve the dreams that we have in our lives, personally and professionally, oh my gosh, it's so much easier to show up at work, so much easier to apply yourself, to learn, to grow, to develop, to become the best version of yourself. Another great thing about optimism is that it's contagious. When you are optimistic about your dreams and your life and your work and what you're doing, the people around you are going to start to notice. And we want to work with those kinds of people. Those are the kinds of people that we love to bring onto our team because we get to connect and we get to do good work together. On a scale of one to five, five being super optimistic and one being, eh, not so much. What score would you give yourself when it comes to optimism? And what are some things that you can do today to start being a little bit more optimistic in your life? These are just five strategies to help you advance in your career. I hope you found some of them helpful. I would love to hear which resonated with you the most and what action you're going to take. It's really easy for us to watch these videos and hear from people that give us some really great strategies, but it doesn't do that much unless we're actually taking action. And so which of these strategies are going to start to apply? Which resonated with you the most? And until next time, lead with culture.